coming to another uh, very insightful interview from a Otago Politics Department alum. Dr. Bryce Edwards is here with us on the phone. How are you, Bryce? Good morning, Abe. Yeah, I'm great. Um, yep, uh, lots of interesting things happening in politics still. I haven't talked to you for a while, but you know, we have a new government and it's Seems to be going very well. Yeah, now that that is true. Uh, we have not talked uh, since Winston made his decision, and um, the collective anxiety of all of the country uh, has subsided. Um, you know, some people aren't so happy with the outcome, but many are, and I have to count myself among them. Um, since we've actually had this government formed, it's it's kind of like a, a left-wing activist's uh, dream come true. I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, and I do want to talk about some of the potential stumbling blocks, um, but at least, you know, straight out of the gate, um, the first 100 days is, is looking pretty promising, and we've seen some major changes already, uh, ending of the three strikes, overhaul of workplace relations, um, real great things in justice, um, cannabis referendum uh, yeah it's 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 amazing yeah. for me no that's right lefties and progressives should be very happy with uh, this outcome i mean it's been nine years you know <laughs> with very little to drink you know for those on the left yes um, fighting against a, a national government and suddenly when it rains it pours a lot of people yeah yeah yes yeah, so quite surprisingly suddenly the left are back in government and it's a very interesting government with a bit of radicalism in it really we're still yet to see just how radical it's going to be but like you say just then there's some quite radical elements of it so far so um i'm thinking that it's going to be a bit more um radical and a bit more interesting than the last helen clark government because although they came in wanting to kind of you know roll back neoliberalism and uh, roll back you know, everything that the Jim Bolger government had done, Helen Clark mostly governed quite cautiously. She was actually quite conservative. Mm. Uh, whereas I think this government's coming in at qu in quite a different era where there's a bit more demand for change, there's a bit more um, excitement about doing things differently. So, I mean, we're yet to see. There will be lots of, um, I don't know what you call them, but conservative or things that don't really appeal to core progressives and lefties that this government will do. But, I mean, we've got the TPP coming up soon. This government might well sign that. But generally, they're delivering in most ways. Yeah, yeah Jacinda uh, does seem to be shaping up. I mean, again, it's early days, but to be my yeah. generation's Helen Clark, um, I've been telling people I have late onset Jacinda mania. I was a bit skeptical during the election, but uh, yeah, she's putting her money where her mouth is. Who knew uh, old Unky Winston was going to be, um, you know, he really had that, the goodness deep down inside him. Um, but yeah, what do you think some of the potential stumbling blocks, you know, you've mentioned the TPP. Uh, there was a lot made of this, uh, you know, the tension between Winston and the Greens could they really work together? Uh, but we've seen a lot of hand-holding and bearing of the hatchet, uh, most notably in my mind, uh, Tracy Martin being very upfront, saying they've moved on from the smacking of children debate, uh, and it's time to look to the future. Um, what do you think, what potential frictions do you see coming up between New Zealand First and the Greens, or, or do you think they, they are effectively bearing the hatchet um, and sort of, you know, 
taking the enthusiasm uh, that they're getting from cooperating and using that as an incentive to do more so? Um, well, I mean, all political parties have different sides to them. They have lots of different factions. They have lots of different ideological, you know, sort of dispositions in play. And so when New Zealand First goes into coalition with this more left-wing government, its more left-wing side will come out. Whereas if they'd gone with national, they would then be emphasising their more conservative or right-wing policies. So, you know, what's happened is that they are trying to find where they can fit together. And, you know, parties, especially like New Zealand First, do have, you know, can go different ways, as we know. Uh, so, you know, he can be more conservative and reactionary and so forth. But over the last few years, I've, you know, detected that Winston Peters has been moving left and he's been becoming a bit more sort of radical, you know, and sort of in touch with the zeitgeist of, you know, um, anti-capitalist and anti-establishment feeling. And so we saw that when he announced his coalition. He talked about the problems of capitalism and, and so forth. Um, so I think they'll find some commonality with, amongst all the parties. But nonetheless, it's a really good question. There will be differences, and we know that over issues like, uh, I guess, energy and the environment is going to be a, a big one. And, of course, we've got this new... Uh, what looks to be a potentially huge gas find off the coast of New Zealand, and the government's going to have to confront that and deal with you know, how much does that, do they give the green light to you know, the drilling and um, extraction of all that gas. You know, we know that the Greens are going to be not keen on that. New Zealand first will be very keen. Lots of other regional development issues like that will put the parties at loggerheads. Um, I'm just trying to think. There's well, that is a really that's a really good um, point that you made. There is this regional economic development, which is one of the main planks of New Zealand First, versus conservation, yeah. which is one of the main exactly. planks of the Greens. They've always kind of been at odds. The Greens have been given those portfolios in terms of conservation. Um, so, yeah, I think I think so you've far, hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, so far they've managed to find a way to uh, cross over on that by focusing on forestry. And right. They're going to plant these billion trees, which mm. yeah, is, everybody is, loves is planting trees. Yeah, well. yeah. But there will be other areas, I think, where it will involve more roading. It will involve more, um, yeah, potentially extraction, and the two parties might come to um, <laughs> to fighting over that. Um, then, of course, there's all some of the more I don't know moral issues, um, things like. Um, uh, cannabis uh, referendum whereby New Zealand First might take a more uh, socially conservative stance on that but that won't matter because it's a referendum and both parties are, are free to campaign either way um, again some issues over I guess um, you know liberalisation of other moral issues or sexuality they mm. could come to blows but um, were you surprised to see well. were you surprised to see Tracy Martin back down from the smacking no. In fact, I think like most people, we were kind of surprised to be reminded that she did it at once have that yeah. anti-smacking. That, um, that's right, that's right. You know, thank thank you. Because she's actually one of the more, I don't know, progressive yeah. um, MPs in the New Zealand First Caucus. It was so refreshing like to hear her actually just say it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I think that... No, such MPs will just bury those some of those differences and just um, move on. 
And of course, in politics, you know, as you know, so often parties campaign on one thing, but if it's a problem once they're in government, they just very quickly forget about it. You know, yeah. they, Often they don't actually really even care about these issues. I hate to sound so cynical, but I think it is. So, for example, New Zealand First have kept on pushing the button on anti-smacking over the years. But I've always thought, like their immigration stance, actually, is much more about electoral calculation than real deep-hearted, strong beliefs on, on those issues. So I guess what I'm saying is that uh, Tracy Marson probably doesn't care that much about the anti-smacking. She's possibly even changed her mind on it. Um, and But she probably used it in the past as a way to you know, get headlines and get support from some of those more sorry, socially conservative potential voters. Now, I do want to ask your opinion, Bryce, about this uh, putative cannabis referendum, because, I mean, this just came out of left field for me. I was watching Winston make his announcement. I was pleased with the decision he made, but I still thought we were going to have a lot of hard work to do. And then I woke up the next morning to, um, you know, headlines basically everywhere uh, saying that um, the major advancement for my pet issue was just kind of handed to us at the 11th hour. What do you make of this? I mean, do you think... Uh, people have recognized the the overwhelming, you know, passing of the tipping point in terms of public opinion of this issue, or do you think uh, this is going to be a, a fraught thing as it comes up? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it did come out of nowhere, and I have some slight reservation about that in the sense that it wasn't really a major kind of election campaign issue that we debated. Yeah. And... No, no I, I don't really like it when new governments suddenly announce, you know, new policies, especially straight after the election. That, that didn't really make clear during the campaign. So I'm not sure how clear it was that that was one of the major things. Well, I'm a cannabis activist, and it wasn't even clear to me. <laughs> I wish they had made it clear to me. I could have been a little more supportive. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So... But nonetheless, I, I think the time has come, and we just know, um, I mean just from the last two years especially, how much this issue has uh, come about. It's, it's time has come. And there's been so much debate about it that the time is right for having a referendum on it. And I, I, I certainly think, I, I, I presume that referendum will be successful as well. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it just has so much uh, logic. You know, yeah, well, it's been a year. And, it, and it's where the weight of opinion is now shifting globally and in New Zealand. No, so, um, no I think, I think uh, referendum is a, a brilliant idea and we need to have a, you know, a big public debate about it. So, you know, that's a good way of bringing along that debate. Yeah, well, it's been a year since Helen Kelly passed away and I was a bit uh, getting a bit dark uh, on the anniversary of her death that it had been so long and nothing was happening and then a few days later, voila. Um, and, yeah, so I think... I think the the mood of the public and and politicians across the spectrum, you know, it is, it is time to let the public have their say. So, yeah, it, as surprising as it was, um, I think it's great to see. I was a bit worried that it was kind of a backdoor red herring to enable Winston's, you know, wanted referendums. I was telling people, well, yeah, we'll get this cannabis referendum, but then we'll have to let them do the smacking one again. But now we learn yeah. they don't care about that anymore. That's right. So, um, and again, I, I, I hate to sound so cynical about politics, but even on the the, mar- the cannabis referendum, I don't think 
um, New Zealand First will really be that worried. I mean, the main thing is that they believe in referendums, so they'll be happy that we're ha- they're having a referendum on it. With a high and participation rate, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think that um, they probably don't even have a strong stance against cannabis um, liberalisation in here. And now, finally, um, I just wanted to ask your opinion on a on a new phenomenon we're seeing, uh, which is national in opposition. You know, they basically uh, were getting a free ride for the last nine years, and they didn't really, um, you know, they could they could look very smug because they were the government. Um, but now it seems like, um, well, the the criticisms that have been coming out so far, it, I mean, it's it's hard for me because I'm biased towards this new government. I I actually haven't been this enthusiastic about the New Zealand government since I naively moved here uh, as a teenager under Helen Clark and and was quickly sort of uh, readjusted to reality. But um, the the national in opposition, they just seem to be falling a bit flat so far. Um, Maybe sour grapes. I mean, is that to be expected after an election loss? or, Or do you think they will be able to up their game and look, um, you know, principled and fiscally responsible compared to reckless Jacinda, or will they just be looking like um, spoiled kids that, you know, didn't win yeah. the game? I think you've put it, uh, you've put it well, because, no, they're, they're actually looking a more, lot more flat than they should. I mean, obviously, they did very well in the campaign, you know, and they still got 56 MPs, so, you know, on the face of it, they're very strong, but I think they are going to have a lot of problems because they have come out of government yeah, feeling a bit bitter about um, not winning. So they're a bit of, they are, there's a bit of sore-loser mentality going on. But also, it's not really clear what national stand for anymore. Um, they haven't really... I mean, part of the reason I think they didn't do better is that it's not clear to New Zealanders what the National Party is all about at the moment. They don't have the strong ideological program or vision or, you know, and I think they're going to struggle with that um, now. Bill English will go. I, I don't have any doubt about that. And, you know, yes, probably someone like Nikki Kay will come through and become the leader, but it's, you know, it's very unclear what they will be able to mobilise around as their defining, you know, issue. So, no, I don't think they should be very confident about winning back power in three years' time. And and Nikki Kay, do you see her as the front runner? Yeah, I, oh, I do, certainly. And, Going up against um, Jacinda, it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, Judith or Paula just can't really hold a candle to Jacinda, no, can they? No, they're yesterday's people. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, there's a small chance of someone like Simon Bridges, maybe, or... He's um, he's made a fool of himself so many times, though. Yeah, that's right. So, no, Nikki Kay, if she wants it, I think she'll get it. Amy Adams is the other one that people are talking about. Yeah, that's definitely a poss- possibility. But, she, yeah, I don't find her very charismatic, and they'll be looking for someone that's very charismatic. And looking to Auckland, of course, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. So, Nikki Kay, if she wants it, we'll get it. Well, uh, you know, it's uh, it's quite a, a heady time to be uh, observing New Zealand politics. Time for, um, you know, popping the corks if you're a radical leftist who's felt out in the cold for the last decade. And, um, yeah, you know, I guess we just got so used to um, horrible statistics and being shafted politically that when it comes in a flood like this, we're, we're not quite sure what to make of it. But I'm, I'm getting used to it, and I'm, I'm ready to get back in the saddle uh, as a 
a government supporter. Uh, that is, of course, until they do something I don't agree with, which I'm sure will uh, be not too far you from now. You might get shafted at times. <laughs> there might still be some pretty bad statistics coming your way, but nonetheless... It is all in flux. It's an exciting time, so it's it's a great time to be having a, a politics show, really. Yeah, well, and uh, thank you for joining us, Bryce, and um, we're we're very happy to have you, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you again soon, and um, hopefully there's not uh, too many political scandals, but uh, just enough to keep us going. I hope there'll be a few. <laughs> Cheers, Bryce. Okay, thanks. Ha- have Bye. a good one. You're on Radio 191 FM.